Shane Demon, Vocations Director for the Sioux City Diocese, and Jimmy Fitzsimmons, a new seminarian with Father Shane today. They're here at our school talking about vocations to the students. How are you guys doing today? Excellent. It's good to be with you. Thanks for the invitation to join <laughs> you on this podcast. It's our, our first time on a podcast at, you know, St. Ed's. Yeah, I felt like we, we had the opportunity, so stole you for the t- the, these 10 minutes we're going to interview you. But obviously, Father is the vocations director, so we're going to talk probably a little bit about vocations today, if that's all right. Absolutely. Happy to talk about vocations. For sure. So how long have you been the vocations director uh, so of the diocese? I left, I left Fort Dodge in 2013, and I was back in school for a couple of years. And then in 2015, the bishop assigned me to be vocation director. So I've been doing this about five and a half years now. Because yeah, Father was the, pre- like, I guess, what do you call it? The priest. The, the chaplain. The chaplain. Yeah, yeah, yeah from 09 to 13, I was yeah. here. In case anybody didn't know that, listening. Yeah. Yeah, so what are some aspects of your job that you do you know, on a daily basis? What does that involve? Well, I try and think through everything with sixth grade band music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> to all of our listeners, we're, we're, it's just a sign of how rich the education experience here is at St. Ed's. With sixth graders playing, they're, they're warming up their instruments in the background, so just enjoy that. It's a sign of the future musicians of America. Uh, some of the things that I do as vocation director is I go around and visit schools, as I'm doing today, talking about vocations. And we've got Jimmy Fitzsimmons here, who's our newest seminarian of the diocese, just accepted by Bishop Nicholas two months ago. And he'll be starting school this fall as a new seminarian studying at Cameron Glenn. And Jimmy, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you and I got to kind of meet each other in your discernment process? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so I was in the military. Uh, actually, just back up. I went to Creighton University. I did ROTC there. Then I was in the military. Um, and then I went off to North Carolina, Fort Bragg, with the 82nd Airborne, uh, and I was there for uh, the past four years. Um, but I started discerning just a couple of years ago, and uh, um, God just started tugging at my heart. And uh, uh, my parents still live here, in, or live back in Sioux City, and um, and they're like, "Hey, you gotta call Father Shane. You know, he's a great priest. I hadn't met him before." So I just, you know, I was like, "Hey, Father, I don't know what to do. I don't know this whole discernment thing's about, but um, I want to look into the priesthood and." Uh, and Father really set me up from there, so. Yeah, and now he's he's happy. You're so happy, aren't you? Yeah, more, <laughs> more than happy, yeah, yeah. yeah so happy. Uh, he's doing an internship with us right now, helping out a campus ministry at Sioux City Healing, also working at the Cathedral Parish, and looking forward to starting studies this fall. Yeah, super excited. So he, Jimmy's the next, to answer your question originally, Jimmy's uh, kind of an example of how I spend a lot of my time working with those who are thinking about priesthood or, or religious life, helping them get in the application process, helping them find a spiritual director, director, and making sure that they're staying on track to do all the things that God wants them to do. For sure, yeah. I know when you guys were telling this, like us, I guess our religion class today, they, Father Shane and Jimmy came in and talked to us a little bit about vocations, and I actually liked hearing Jimmy's story a whole lot. Jimmy's so, story is great. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. really I don't entertaining. Know about great, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's entertaining. Well, when, you're with, when you're with a girl for four years, then you have to, you know, you just build up that climax yeah, yeah. to step away and enter the seminary. I mean, that, that's just good story writing, right? That yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was so it was such a fun conversation telling her that I wanted to uh, turn the priesthood and not get married anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess. From there, was there any like certain person that called you towards the priesthood? You felt like Jimmy, besides God, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad, he's a my dad is just this uh, most loving, kind, fun dad in the world. But he also is like super strict, 
And when we were little, he would like do stuff like he would take us on these man trips where he would uh, we would like go out into the wilderness for like days at a time, like in uh, the Black Hills or Wyoming, and we'd only bring what we needed to survive. And then we'd like catch fish, shoot, we'd catch fish, or we'd hunt for the rest of it. And uh, and he just taught us like some really good life lessons and uh, and about you know sacrificing, doing what's you know what's best, and also bring God into your life. And uh, and I guess that he he was besides God, obviously the big man upstairs. My dad was probably the most influential person on my. Uh, vocation for sure yeah like dads are huge you know parents um are the first teachers yeah. right you know they can really influence you know, someone's lives and i think and father shane touched on this in, in a meeting we just had is you know how can i be a better teacher a better parent and even a better son um father can you touch on some of that stuff some of those aspects of being a better better father better teacher absolutely those are aspects that apply to every single man regardless of his vocation how does he first see himself as a beloved son of God the Father? And then from that security and from that loving embrace and being embraced by our Heavenly Dad, how does he then extend that love towards others? We're living in a time in which there's a great crisis of masculine identity, in which men don't realize that they're loved by their Heavenly Father. They perhaps have never felt the love of their earthly fathers or any mentors or guardians in their life. And therefore, they have a very difficult time knowing how to extend masculine love towards others that they can mentor and raise in their own families or households. So those aspects that you just touched on are very, very important. If we don't have those clearly in place, it's going to be very difficult for us to express an authentic masculine holiness uh, that really lives beyond oneself, beyond one's ego, for the sake of others. And I know for me growing up, and I guess my sister here too, Claire, our father always just always shared about, I guess, we have to be the ones to change the world, and like we're the ones that start it, so we have to be the role models, we have to be the leaders, we have to be the ones as, like what you said, Father, we have to be the fire in the new coming generation and spread, I guess, the faith. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, someone's got to spread it to the younger generation, like priests like Father Demon, he's already pretty old, you know? <laughs> so and, and, and he's just getting older. So he's just getting older, so it's so great that guys like you, you know, talk, come here and talk about stuff like faith and and religion and really you are the fire that's spreading you know to all the younger generations which is great to see and just i mean it's sad to say but i mean like obviously it's slowly going downhill with like leadership and i guess with the coming faith and everybody like it's just it's slowly dying which is sad but we just hope to create that spark to get it going again mm -hmm. And it's not actually going to be us that creates the spark. I think the Holy Spirit is already well on his way yeah. to rebuilding the church. And it's going to come through a lot of sweat, blood, and tears. You know, the age of the martyrs always brings about the greatest uh, fruit in the church throughout history. And that's happening already. People are going to have to really sacrifice for the faith. But in doing so, it's going to bear an enormous fruit that outlives their own lifetime. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean to, to make a sacrifice in, in today's society? You know, how can we, uh, despite what society might think or, you know, other people um, still make sacrifices to, to eventually reap that fruit, you know? Well, I don't think we go about just seeking to kind of find penance and difficulty and challenge just for the sake of challenge. You know, we're not into just more pain in our lives. The whole point of undertaking a sacrifice is that in a hierarchy of love, you know that you are trying to strive for a greater love than perhaps a lower one. 
So, I mean, if, if someone is if, like addicted to coffee, for example, during this Lenten season and they've given that up as a sacrifice, they know that there's a higher uh, love, a higher good of pursuing union with Jesus more than just, you know, putting an IV of coffee in their bloodstream every single day, <laughs> right? So anytime you're making a sacrifice, all you're really doing is just striving for a higher love or a higher good of that which is in front of you. And the more you do that, you just get into a repetition of always striving for the highest goods then. Well, as we start to close out this podcast, um, we usually ask these three questions. Or start, we've been starting to ask these three questions to each person. And the first question being, uh, who is a mentor or role model that has inspired you in your life? It doesn't have to be within priesthood or just be in general, if you want. Uh, St. John Paul II, Pope John Paul II, was one of the great inspirations for my vocation and my life. Jimmy? I listen to a lot of Father Mike Schmitz. Um, I think he does great things for the youth um, in the world, both Catholic and non-Catholic. I think he's just an interesting guy to to listen to, and he also always brings you back to the faith, which I think is so important. Yeah, I like listening to Father Mike Schmitz, too, especially during quarantine. We couldn't go to Mass. That's our family. Every Sunday, we'd get in the TV room and put him on. (laughs) So, Father Shane, um, what's a favorite memory you've had from your time here at St. Ed's? Well, <laughs> Mr. John, Mr. Zach just this morning was reminding me that we had a young adults group here. We got into school one night and we had a Nerf gun fight. Just young adults of the community running through the halls in the dark. Uh, to the point that we had to go through the school early in the morning and find all the Nerf gun darts <laughs> because students were starting to see them rolling in the hallways. That was one of the great memories here. But I, I had so many. It'd be hard. I could write a book with my four years here. Really great memories. And I mean, for the last question to close out, what is some advice that you'd like to share for anybody listening on the podcast? Uh, I guess my advice is uh, give God a shot. Uh, like these guys were saying earlier, um, give God a shot in your life. It'll make you a better dad, make you a better husband, make you a better student, a better son. Um, just prayerfully talk to God and just ask him what he wants with your life. And I would just add to that that you need to have faith and, and believe that God's dream for your life is going to make you happy. Just trust him that what he's doing in your life is actually going to come to fulfillment and it's going to glorify him and it's going to set the world on fire. Well, with that being said, I'd like to thank Father Shane and Jimmy Fitzsimmons, right, for joining us today. And Father, Father, if you want to, you can actually say, Father has a podcast of his own. Yeah, so Father Travis Crowdy and I, we started a podcast uh, last summer called Outcast Catholic. Um, You can check it out on a number of different, you know, venues, Spotify, Apple Podcast, you know, uh, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, all kinds of things. So check it out. It's called I, uh, Outcast Catholic, seeking to reach those who might feel uh, kind of abandoned or isolated from the faith, or those who think that the church is out of touch as well. Well, thank you again, Father and Jimmy, for joining us in Episode 8 of the Gales Cast. And I'm Sean Flattery. And I'm Brock Stonick. And thank you for joining today. Thanks for having us, guys. Good to be with you. Thank you, guys. <laughs>